this song feels very appropriate for what we're about oh, to talk yeah. about. Right? Greatest fan, feeling special, yeah. always rooting for you. Ooh, that just hit me kind of hard. Um, anyway, I, hey, it's Wednesday, January 10th. Jason and Alexis in the morning, My Talk 1071. Of course, uh, Colleen Lindstrom hanging out with Holly and me this morning. Thanks for having me, you guys. Thanks for being here this week. Oh, it's, it's fun. fun. It's always fun to come back and visit. Always. And, you know, of course, we have a lot of fun. And also... Wanted to talk to you about Ian Punnett, mm-hmm. who was the morning show here before Jason and me, and just pivotal person in many of our lives mm-hmm. and this station. Yeah. He passed away, and you've probably heard the news, but if not, right before Christmas, of course, you hear Marjorie still with Elizabeth mm-hmm. in their podcast. Yeah, Best to the Nest. Best to the Nest, which is a fun, fun listen. And often talk about Ian as well. And wow, since he has been off the air here, he's run a student a radio station mm-hmm. in Kansas City. Yeah. And um, he died of a, a rare liver disease. And we're bringing this back up because we haven't talked about it since you uh, have been here this week. Yeah. And I also finally <laughs> put my big girl pants on and read your subreddit. Or sub-stack. Sub-stack. No, it's okay. There's so many... There's so many subs. Yeah, I know. Uh, but your sub-stack mm-hmm. about Ian and gold, uh, the the bronze medal life. Oh, I, I mean, you yeah, get the gold for this, for sure, Colleen. Um, but talking about him and remembering him, saying goodbye to him. And wow, uh, I... Yeah, I'm glad that, you know, I, I, I was ready, but I wasn't ready. Yeah. And yeah, you had me in tears after oh. just how you met him and... Just what a special person. I mean, so, you know, there's a few people who really hold the history of, of my talk because yeah. we were here. Yes. And there's a, it's a very kind of, we've had a lot of people come in and out through the doors here, but um, the station was started with Lori and Julia and Ian Punnett. Yeah. And, uh, and a couple other shows in between and things were kind of fluid. And Ian was and Ian and Lori and Julia really were part of how they kind of bookended the day. And they took us from the old FM 107 to the new My Talk that you know now. Yeah, it was living life out loud. Yeah. Was, yeah. We did a lot of things. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even remember all of them. But, but not um, as pop culture based. Not as pop. No, not pop at all. Based, pop, always. Talk based, but not always pop culture ba- based. Yeah. And um, Lex, you were an early. You came in yeah. quite early. Yeah. Um, it started while I was in college. And when I came back, I actually applied on our sister station, KS95. Yes. And they said, hey, we started this other station. Go there. Let's talk about that. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know this, but OK. So it was like two, three, three years in. OK. Yeah. When I started. But yeah, I started two weeks or or two months, maybe. No, I started in November, and the station had gone on the air in June. So uh, yeah, so that yeah, a, a few right. months. I was pretty pretty early early in, and and I tell the story in this uh, in this Substack I wrote, which by the way you can get to very easily by going to thebronzemetallife dot com. Uh, you can click around and you'll find how to get to that Substack. But also, I the yeah. link is already up. At, oh, good on our show page. Even if, easier. If, whatever works, but it's on uh, mytalk one hundred and seven one Jason Alexis, bam. So um, when I came in to interview, so I'd been listening to the station. It had been on the air about two weeks when I interviewed. Yeah. Um, and I'd been listening and I was just so like enamored with Ian and the way he talked about his family life and 
the way he was open about his ex- explorations of faith. Um, I was so interested in him. And I walked in for my interview and he was in the office of the person I was interviewing with. And I walked in and and it was John Souchere who I was uh, interviewing with, the brother of Joe Souchere. And he said to me, have you met Ian Punnett? And I about, I mean, it was like, this was before you would Google people to see what they looked like or anything. And he, yeah. he just like, he had... I, I had imagined him differently, but he had the kindest face mm-hmm. and he was actually so kind. Like he spent time talking to me and I was just this nobody who was coming in to, you know, see what this place was all about. Um, and, and he maintained sort of that kind of that kind of kindness to me throughout. And there was one time and I tell this story in the Substack that I um, he had I was filling in for his producer I was very, very green. I was not, you know, not as practiced at talking into a microphone as I am now. And pushing buttons at the same time. And pushing buttons at the same time. Yep. I was trying to be somebody I wasn't um, Mm. doing that job. But he, the thing about Ian, and and I watched him do this with so many other people, and I experienced it myself, is that he wouldn't, he wouldn't correct you. He would see that you were struggling and he would be there for you. He would be supportive, but he wasn't going to give you an easy out. He wasn't going to do it for you. He didn't reprimand me. He just let me live in the discomfort of the struggle of it. And what I didn't realize in the moment was that that very thing was the thing that made me better. Because there are a trillion times in life, mm. but on the radio for sure, where you are thinking, I don't know what the heck I'm doing right now. Yes. <laughs> And our job is to not make Relatable. it sound like we don't know what the heck we're doing right now. Right. Right. Those floundering moments where you, you make it. Yeah. And it prepared me for that. And I remember that always. And I know that Ian probably it was an insignificant moment for him. Right. Because that's who he was to people. Yeah. But for me, it was significant. And then later uh, when when I was doing my own show, I would get little fan letters from him, like little notes. And they meant so much. Um, but he was a genius at what he did, but also behind the scenes, there are people in the world who are not behind the scenes who they are on the radio. Yes. Ian was not one of those people. And I would like to also just say that the the people who work here at the station now are all the same. They are all as genuine and generous behind the scenes as they are on the radio. I am just saying in the history of my talk, there have been people on the, in the history of like radio. Who, Colleen? Nope. Let me name names. <laughs> yeah, let's no. just get that list down. <laughs> We're We're gonna gonna time time it's all cathartic, right? <laughs> who are you talking about in particular? No, no. there are, but there are, there are people who present one way on the radio yeah. and off the air are not kind, maybe, yeah. uh, or generous people. Ian is, Ian was always kind, almost, I would say, kinder and more generous yeah. off the air. Then well, he a lot was of that stuff there. was kind of under under wraps. You're absolutely right. He was kind of a, you know, he'd he'd listen and then would just send like sometimes just like a one line. Yeah, that was like, hey, or, or I saw this and I thought about you. Yes, I, how are you? You know, just like a quick little, yeah. little something. Yeah, and you'd be thinking to yourself, why why am I on Ian Punnett's mind? Oh, right. right? Like yes. he's a busy guy. He's really talented. He was still radioing, doing all the things. Yeah. Like why was little old me? Right. On his mind. He made everyone feel special he in that did. way. And he was and really honed in. And the thing I would say about him too is as much as, you know, talking was his job. Yeah. He was 
I love this part of your essay. Yeah, he was a world champion listener. Yes. He was such a good listener. If you could have an audience with him, you would... He, he would listen so well, and then when he offered advice, you were ready to take it because you knew that it was measured, that it came with the weight of experience, that he it came from a place of love and care, and you know that he had deeply listened to you. Yeah. So it just... This is a huge <sighs> loss. I am so terrible. Oh God! Now I'm going to get choked up. I'm so sorry. I'm so sad to have lost him. Um, I'm sad for Marjorie. I'm sad oh. for his kids, Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah, who are adults now, and the students that he was, and his students, and all the all oh, the people. especially the family, of course. Yeah, yeah, and and the ripples like this is the ripples of the way that Ian sort of lived in the world. The ripples went out far. Yes. And I just know that there is a level of sadness that people are carrying because he touched you in some way, even if you never got to meet him. Mm -hmm. And that's the strange part about radio is that you sometimes are reaching people you'll never meet. But he never took that for granted. Never took that for granted. It just feels so young, 63. And then Mm. on top of that, like just... Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? I'm looking at the time. We need to take a break. Let's come right back. Because we're doing radio. Because I'm realizing (laughs) Ian would have taken a break right now. And um, (laughs) yes. So uh, a little bit more. Hey, it's Mike. And I'm so excited to tell you about Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. You know I love good food. And that is what I love about Factor. It's fresh, never-frozen meals that are chef-crafted, dietitian approved And get this all ready to go in just two minutes. Never get sick of the same thing with Factor as you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. That includes Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and if you're watching the carbs like me, a great keto option as well. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash JAPOD50 and use code JAPOD50 to get 50% off. That's code JAPOD50 at factormeals.com slash JAPOD50 to get 50% off. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Jason and Alexis in the morning, my talk 1071. Kelly Lindstrom hanging out with Holly and me this morning. Hey, girl. Sweet. Hey. Oh, my goodness. So good. Good to have you. So much good fun. to be here. And just to catch up, see what's new. Part of catching up right now, too, is remembering Ian Punnett. Uh, and uh, your beautiful sub sub stack. Sub stack. It's okay. You can just say uh, writing. You're writing your whatever. essay. Yeah. I was just like blog. really blog. Yeah. Fill in the blank. Write. It's all mm-hmm. of those things. And remembering Ian Punnett. And um, both of us met him when we were 25. Yes. That's crazy. I just connected that. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And what like a time in life, right? Like 25 yeah. is really like when you're hitting your stride of like adulting. <laughs> Yeah, I was in denial. I had a quarter-life crisis of yeah. just like, what am I doing? <laughs> I think I've been having quarter-life crises 
for a long time. <laughs> Chris is here. <laughs> uh, uh, but he was also there to help lead the way and yeah. just listen. And, and that's what was so beautiful about Ian Punnett was he did give everyone time and attention. You felt very special. And even when you, like, we were nobodies. Yeah. yeah we were just trying to, like, figure things out, which we always are, but like a lifetime learner. Yeah. And all the things that he was involved in. Remember, he wrote a children's mm-hmm. book, and then he was always involved in, you know, faith and speaking yeah. and... Did, was he? Did he marry people? I, I like so he or? was a deacon in okay. the Episcopal Church. Okay, which that means different things in different. Um, but he was uh, an ordained deacon. Got it. Yes. Okay. Which I I know what it means in the Lutheran Church. It means you don't have magic hands. So if you're if you are ordained as a pastor of Word and Sacrament, then you can do things like do the magic words around communion. Yes. I don't necessarily know what that would deacon means in the, in the Episcopal, Episcopal church, church, but yeah. similar probably. But yeah, probably. Yes. Um, so he, that is one thing I always take from him. Also pr- creating fun on the air. Oh, yeah. Cause he always, it was always a fun prank. He was doing on Marjorie mm-hmm. or us. And I, I told the story after about the Metrodome. We were doing, um, there was a, uh, an up like That's media right. event. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. And they were broadcasting live and mm-hmm. Jason and I were on afterward, but Jason was like, I'm not going up in there. Basically we were lifted to the top of the Metrodome and oh it's like gosh. couch with the balloons, you know, like the whole up thing. Yeah. And he managed to get everyone in the Metrodome to start walking out as I hit the top and turn all the electricity off. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that is hilarious. There I am at the top with a wireless mic going. Oh my gosh. Hello? Hello? Oh my gosh, how am I going to get down? Am I going to shimmy my body down this rope? So things like that, he would always just, like, knew how to have fun. And then the other thing that uh, I will always take away is that whenever I see something that reminds me of someone, Mm -hmm. I'm going to share it. If I have a thought that's like, wow, I really... um, you're looking great today. You know, yeah. if it's anything like that, if I think it, I'm going to say it. Yeah. And I even love if it's that. just like a little message, it's like, I, you know, you just I, popped I, into I, my mind. I heard this fun promo yeah. or I heard, yeah, I, I saw this place and it reminded me of you. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that level of generosity. The other thing I, I always tell people about Ian, Ian Punnett gave the best hugs. Oh yeah, the best hugs, and he always smelled good. That, okay, that was always smelled good. Always, yeah, like not like it. Just there was something. There was just an essence. He had like an essence about him. Yes, that he just always smelled good, and he always gave the best hugs, and you always felt like you mattered mm-hmm. when you were in a room with him. Yeah, yeah, just. Always, always. It's such a huge loss. Such a huge loss. And I'm so thankful that we got to know him and have him as part of this family. Yeah. Um, and be able to really share now. Like, I, yeah. I think it's part. I heard the news and I think I was numb for four days. I couldn't even like I just read you, your writing because I couldn't even like click to open it. I just felt like, oh, man, it's just going to open up some other things. And it yeah. has. And it's good. Yeah. We need to do this. Well, I also think the other thing I want people to know is the majority of people who uh, not all the people, but the majority of the people who have sat at these microphones at my talk uh, had little to no radio experience when they walked through the doors. And Ian was decorated. 
And Ian was truly the one that taught us how to do radio well. He was everybody's teacher. He Mm -hmm. guided everybody by example, by um, sort of just gentle sort of corralling um, to help us be better. Encouragement. And encouragement. And he expected better out of us. And so everybody rose to the occasion because you wanted to you wanted to make it worth it. Yeah. And we all I mean, you know, in the early years, we were really trying to make this thing fly. And it was hard work. Yes. And we were trying. (laughs) Always trying. And here here we we are. are. Yeah, we Mm -hmm. made it big on the shoulders of greatness. Yeah. So I know the station, we're going to be doing something at some point. Of course, once we know, we'll share with with. My talkers, because you know everyone wants to be part of the celebration of of Ian, and also of course with Marjorie, yeah. and you know the timing will be right at some point, and uh, we'll do it. Yeah, so that's going to be yeah. a, a great celebration. He is missed big time. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we're going to change gears a little. Let's do some five second showdown. Yeah, game play at home. Wow, everything first equity. Wow, and as long as I can remember, I've been talking about David and the team helping with your mortgage. You want to make sure you have a great local team that will hold your hand through the process, no matter how much hand-holding you need. could be your first time. It could be your 50th. They've got you. And that's what's so wonderful about working with David and the team at First Equity. They're an independent mortgage broker. Of course, they can do it all. Conventional, FHA, VA, first-time home buyer, And they really take the time to get to know you. It's great listeners. You know, it's that same thing. It's that personalized attention you need and deserve. And they got you. You know, a national company, they don't care about you. They just don't. And especially someone who's part of the community who knows, like, wow, I'm going to see you around. You're going to tell your family and friends. Uh, They just do a wonderful job. And just because uh, they also can shop multiple lenders because they are independent. So if you're thinking about buying your first home, shop for a mortgage before you shop for a home. Do it with First Equity. 763-251-8000. Or use my talk keyword, David. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Jason and Alexis in the morning, my talk, 1071. No regrets. No regrets. Yeah. That's Colleen Lindstrom over there. <laughs> Bye. Jason and Alexis in the morning, my talk, 1071. Make sure, you know, you get that app. We got a great app. It's free. You can take us anywhere. We're a cheap date. Yes. Of course, stream us at mytalk1071.com. Yeah. Oh, that's a fun stuff there. It's a What we got for this Just by registering and entering to win prizes on our app, you could win a customized Closet Factory organization system from Closet Factory Twin Cities. Oh, my gosh. tickets to art at Guthrie Theater, plus gift cards to Crispin Green AMC Theaters and more. But make sure you're registered and open the app to enter to win, because if you don't do it, you're not 
ordered it a person. Yeah. <laughs> you no. got to play to win. Yeah, yeah, tap right. that app, y'all. And by play, you're just doing what you already do, which is listen to yeah, us. Duh. Oh, yeah. Makes it so easy. It pops right up. You want to enter? Yes, I do. Boom. Yeah. You're entered. Yeah. yeah. If you're listening through any other modality right now, get the app. <laughs> yes. Because yes. you're doing it for free. Yeah. You could be getting something for it. That's right. Yeah. You could be getting roughage. Thank you. Crisp and green. Yum. <gasps> yeah. Speaking of apps, yes. five second showdown. Let's play. Very well, well, well. You have five seconds. Seconds. Five seconds. Initiating five seconds. This is Jason's new game. Five seconds showdown. <laughs> That's not enough time. You got five seconds. seconds. Bum, bum, bum. Are you yep. saying it's not new? <laughs> no, it's not new. Yeah, we've been playing for a while now. It's a fun game. Five second showdown. So, yeah, uh, we have five seconds to answer a prompt with three things. We played this, uh, what, Monday? We play this all the time. Yeah. We're playing again. It's fun. Sure is. Are you ready, Holly? Oh, uh, yeah. All right, here we go. Name three characters from Lord of the Rings. Ooh, Gandalf, Gollum, and uh, the 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 fair Frodo. The fair Frodo. <laughs> I was like, what's the name of the fair? I don't know. Like Frodo. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Oh, I always think, oh, Rowan. I, I would not have gotten any of those. Oh, yeah. Maybe Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's your turn, Colleen. Let's see what you oh, get. Okay, I'm scared. All right. Name three events that made you cry. Oh, uh, the, uh, the whenever they sing the national anthem at any sporting event three times. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yep. That works, Colleen. You do a baseball games, basketball games, yep. hockey games, uh-huh. soccer games. And I cry for different reasons when I, it's Fergie. Thank you. I was going to oh. say, does it matter who's performing? Wait Absolutely. A second. Oh, oh, let's yeah. get that going. Yeah, yeah no, that oh, one made me on cry a for a whole different reason. Oh, my goodness. Well, in sit, pain yeah. or with laughter. I'm please, not sure. Please stand by. Oh, God. I'm just going to drop the Put your hand right over here. your heart. Oh, no. This is the best part right here. <laughs> Not even words. <laughs> Not even words. <laughs> Just blurting the syllables. <laughs> oh, there's oh you. my gosh. I that wonder. was rough. I mean, ugh, trying to live with no regrets, but I wonder if she, in her private moments, regrets <laughs> about, or maybe public. I want to say, honestly, though, like, I talk about Fergie in that application more than London Bridge, more than uh, uh, yeah. any, you know, any of her... In her connection with, yeah, Dumel. Yeah. Well, do you, ex- that was, okay, so that was the other thing. That was before they were divorced or separate. Wait, or were they divorced? It doesn't matter. What I do I remember is Josh Dumel having, like, feeling very protective of her in that moment. Yeah, like saying very yeah. publicly, like she was, she Nervous. had a perspective. It just didn't work out the yeah. way she planned. He went on Ellen. Yeah. Wait, were they divorced oh. at the time or were they still together? Yeah, because they were, you know, still co-parenting. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't know their timeline. Okay. Neither do but, I. But anyway, Josh Dumel publicly oh. defended Fergie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, it's Alexis's turn. Okay. 
You I go Lex. Here we go. Here we go. Revealing the card. Name three drinking games. Okay, that uh, red red cup pong game. Um, okay, I think it's called beer pong. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> yep, that red cup pong game. <laughs> yep, and That's... nothing else. I was thinking of the um, cornhole. Is, that a, is drinking that a drinking game? game? Yeah. I think so. Isn't ring toss as well? Well, listen, anything can be a drinking I mean... game if you try hard enough. Uh-huh. <laughs> You could Shoots make ladders? Fergie's national anthem into a drinking game. Sure can. Yeah. <laughs> drink to forget it? <laughs> yeah. How many can you drink? Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right, Holly. Oh. Name three characters from The Muppet Show. Oh, Kermit, Miss Piggy, and Fozzie. Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You didn't need all that time, did you? No. Very nice. Colleen. I'm a big, big Grover fan, FYI. Yeah, but he's well, not on the Muppet Show. You. He's a, he's a oh, Sesame Street he's a Muppet. Sesame, yeah. Oh, no, that's not what I meant. Oh, I Gonzo. Mean Grover. Go- I meant Gonzo. Oh. Sorry, I got my uh, purple furry G words. Similar. Yeah. Well, the nose. Well, that's what I feel like about Pluto and Goofy, too. Let me think about this. Pluto, Goofy. Yeah. Yeah, but Pluto, but Pluto is an actual dog, and Goofy is bipedal, and he wears pants. But that is confusing. And that is confusing. Like yeah. why in the Disney universe, yeah. two di- two dogs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like one is a humanoid and one is an actual I dog. See, don't think about it too long. <laughs> uh, it to differentiate. will start to hurt. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Well, oh, here we go. go. Think let's about go. this, Colleen. Think about this. Okay. Name three male names that start with T. Thomas, Taryn, and Thad. <laughs> Did not nail it. Did not <laughs> nail it, Colleen. Isn't that Tad? Do some people say call it Thad? No, don't give her any. <laughs> don't, that, Alexis. Don't encourage I her. Thad is a name. No, it is. But I, uh, I just have a cousin. But we say Tad. Oh, but, you know what was the but second Thad, name you said? Taryn. 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 Oh yeah, like Taryn. That Edgerton. is. That's a real. That's a, that's that's a, a, that's a I did nail it. Yeah, you did. I nailed it. I just had. I just brought out some weird ones. Yeah. Did you say I'll, Tad or Fad with an Thad. S? No, Thad with a T. Oh, Thad. 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 Yeah, I got fancy. Yeah. Thaddeus. But some people probably say Thad. Yeah, Thaddeus. Thaddeus, yeah. Uh huh. Okay, great. <laughs> wow. What about Tom and Tim? <laughs> I started with Thomas. <laughs> no, that's true. No. Okay. It, you know, it, we don't you know just what comes. It just, you, you have to just channel a higher source. Yes. <laughs> It's true. Just gotta go with it. It's a really good exercise. <laughs> okay, here we go. I get to name three objects that don't make any sounds. Mm, oh, a ruler. You're doing great. <laughs> you didn't even know for sure for ruler. A ruler? What does it make? Does a ruler make noise? <laughs> Um, I'm sure we're going to think of a hundred right now, but in the moment, see? Yeah, you can't. It doesn't. All inanimate objects. Yeah. 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 Anything that's not moving or making noise. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. One more round, oh, or at least okay. for you guys. Oh, boy. Uh, Holly, name three objects that start with the letter A. An apple, an aardvark, <laughs> and an automobile. Yeah. Ooh. Fabulous. Okay, Colleen. Okay. 
Ooh, name three famous TV serial killers. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. There's the guy that kills all the people that you used to watch <laughs> that show. Oh, are you talking about... Um, Dexter. Gosh, yeah, the Lithgow's, Lithgow's character. Um, the Trinity killer. Sure. That guy. Yeah, but isn't Dexter a Dexter serial killer? Is oh, a serial oh, killer. Oh, and Dexter himself. <laughs> That's the one I was trying to think of, oh, but I couldn't get to. That's the whole premise. He kills people. That's the whole show. I'm thinking of season four. But he's a righteous serial killer. Yeah, see, and that's right. That's why you have such... Mm -hmm. Also, I would throw in Jessica Fletcher in there. Let's be real. I mean, honestly, Uh, it is her fault. uh Uh-huh. It has to be. How many folks dying in Cabot Cove? Yeah, like, that's the dark side of murder she wrote. She didn't just write it. She murdered it. (laughs) You know what? It's so true. Murder, she murdered. Murder, she murdered. She shows up and somebody dies. Listen, that is like... In that tiny town. That is the twist on murder, she wrote, that we need. Somebody needs to come up with like a, a feature film called Murder, She Murdered, and it's Jessica Fletcher committing all of the murders from Murder, She Wrote. It was really her. Mm-hmm. And then solving them. Yes. And then framing Fra- and other framing people. Other people. Yeah. Yeah. Because how many people, I think the population of Cabot <laughs> Cove died like three times. Yeah. Easily. It was a small little town. Yeah. And I'm surprised when she isn't walking through the village that people just don't give her a side eye big time. Yes. Give Jessica Fletcher a wide berth. Yeah, oh. man. She might murder you. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out now. <laughs> Wide murder, she murdered. Murder, she murdered. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's think about that over the break. When we come back, you uh, speaking of true crime or crime, oh. you've been doing a lot of true crime watching. I want to give you the Lindstrom family man- manual on yeah. watching true crime shows. All right, well, get to. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What am I supposed to do? Get it, Cher. <laughs> yes! Whoa! Hey, it's Jason and Alexis in the morning. My Talk 1071. That's Colleen Lindstrom over there. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. Thanks for hanging with Holly, me, and the My Talkers this morning. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Happy Wednesday. It's January 10th. Yeah, I mean, we're in January now. We're in it. It's not early January. Also, your reminder, you should have your Christmas decorations down by now. Sorry, do you. I don't care what you do. That was, I got to take, I'm going to take my Christmas decorations down though. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Well, my wreath stays up for a long time. Like till next Christmas. Um, Yeah, probably. I think it, well, actually last year came down on Valentine's Day. 
That's but then good. the year before, I think it was like the Ides of March. Maybe? I recall that it was up for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. My fo- folks they, were, you know, we, I had it. They were that's their wedding anniversary, so uh, I, I had it up in honor of them. Okay. I want you guys to do a daily wreath check. <laughs> yeah. Like, Ooh. is it still hanging? Also, uh huh. Is it it's real? Still up. It is real. It's outside. It sure is. Yep. All right. So we're yeah, not talking fire diameter. hazards. Yeah, I don't want I'm that. Because I'm thinking of all these no. safety videos. Yeah. And all of a sudden it goes. Yeah. yeah. Thank goodness we don't have to worry about that. It's a huge one. A six foot diameter. It's the biggest one the Boy Scouts sell. Nice. Uh, they put like little uh, acorns and stuff on it. How do you get that thing up there? Uh, that's part of my the deal of when yeah, but when we buy it, my brother comes in oh. and puts it up. He's your wreath guy. Yeah, you got a is. guy. Yeah, yeah, I got a guy. Yeah, we got we yeah, get up on a ladder. Yeah, I just let him do it. Yeah, that's good. It's great. It's fabulous. But um, but yeah, and then the Christmas stuff probably coming down next weekend. This weekend we have a big antique show. You know, it's just stuff. yeah. You just don't have time. It's fine. I get it. But it's gonna happen, and we don't yeah. have a real tree. Yeah. So neither I do feel we. Like it's a little. We bit don't easier. actually have a tree at all because of my cats. Oh yeah, because they're gonna eat it and barf it up. Yep. Yeah, that's what happened that's at my thing parents' with cats? house. Oh my god. Oh yeah. I've my never pa- lived with a cat. Oh my uh-huh. two little fake trees at my parents' house and they put them up when I was visiting them over for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And immediately Singer the cat uh-huh. makes a beeline right for that fake tree and starts to Yeah, gnaw on it. And then So it's not even the shiny ornaments. No. It's the actual Oh, it's, the, I don't even get to putting ornaments on no. anything. Forget it. That's yeah. over. Oh, it's wow. a yeah, they eat the plastic, then they eat it. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then about and then about five minutes later, you hear the the hacking. Okay, you you get the mouth smack, which is like warning that something's going to come up. Then Holly, you got to get a piece of paper or a paper towel and run, uh-huh. run and try to catch it before it gets on the carpet. Uh-huh. Because if it gets on the carpet, I mean, it's just like ah, I got to clean that now. Holly, oh. go oh with me on this. Let's Shark God. Tank this. Okay. I want you to I want you to hear me out on this. Yeah. An alarm clock that sounds like a cat getting ready to puke. Oh, that's gross. That's but, gonna get you up. That'll get your butt up. Oh, right. It's genius because I, I have oh. been in that situation before. Yeah, I rem- getting up really early in the morning. Yeah, and all of a sudden you hear the mouth smacks. Yeah, and you hear the like. Er, you know it's coming. You know it's coming, and you're yeah. like, oh. And then you know, depending on the cat, some cats have little ones. Mm-hmm. <sighs> some cats just like full on Ralph, mm-hmm. like big old logs. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh crap. Oh gosh. I gotta get up. And that's the fur ball. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Cat Puke. Oh my gosh. I, Look, <laughs> if you got a cat and you got a fake holiday tree, you know exactly mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because we had a tree growing up that was artificially flocked. Uh-oh. So it kind of had, it had the white stuff on yeah. it, and my cat Toby would eat it, and then sometimes the puke would get on the tree, so there'd be no. like a little stain. Oh, we, little need, a puke dome. we yeah. need a dome for these, like a big cloche. Yeah. I, cloche. Yeah. Is that how you say that word? I think cloche. it's cloche. Oh, a little cloche. <laughs> Does it have umlauts on the, on the end? Right. <laughs> yeah. Cloche. A little bit of glass anyway. etching. I, we're just having a relatable oh, moment. Oh, I know. absolutely, is, people, you guys. Know, you all, y'all know. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah. also a deterrent for having... And also, my, my husband, yeah, not so great around the cats with the allergies and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's not... So that makes a difference. They don't too. mix. That's yeah. fine. But something that's mixing at the Lindstrom house oh, is some true crime. Okay, I'm going to give you the uh, Lindstrom... Watching. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not doing true, yeah. true crime. Well, that's nice <laughs> that to know. you know of. <laughs> No, I'm going to give you the manual on how the Lindstroms watch true crime, because there's nothing better than taking a deep dive when you're done with a a true crime 
TV experience. Yeah. So this actually, like, this our whole our our latest spree of true crime shows started with this HBO docu series called Murder in Boston, mm. and it's only three episodes of a television like documentary, and it is a, a story. If you were in the Boston area in 1989, which was a little bit before your time, Lex. Yes. Um, you would know this story. It is the story of uh, a murder of a wife and an injury of a husband. His name is Charles Stewart. Mm. And um, it wasn't just about the murder that took place. It was about sort of the hunt for the killer and what it did uh, to certain communities, uh, specifically communities of color in Boston. Mm. And uh, and how the police force was involved with that Uh and what they should have done differently, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a three episode HBO documentary. But then, but then, but oh, then, there's more. But wait, there's more. Then there's a five, or I don't know if it's five episodes, but there's an there's a um there is a podcast mm. that is a murder in Boston podcast that's produced by HBO and the Boston Globe. So if you haven't had enough oh. of the show. Then you pop over, and this is what we do. This is what the Lindstroms do. We go deep dive. We watch the show. Okay. And then we go deep dive. Did the podcast cover th- more? Well, I mean, it's yes. longer, but more. So it wasn't like they're just rehashing what you've already watched. No, it's more detailed. And then do you sit around and listen to a podcast with your family? No. Yes. The whole family sits around. No. <laughs> yeah. my, pop some my husband, we, my husband and I both kind of like indulge when we're doing other things like yeah, cleaning yeah. or whatever. And then whatever. you can, like, come together. Kumbaya. Oh, let's my gosh. Talk about can you it. believe this? Okay. But then here's oh, the other one. Here's okay. the other one that we got into. Ooh. Okay. All right. On Peacock, it's a show called Dr. Death. Have you heard about this? I think so. Holly, you are nodding. Yes, I, I have so. heard of it. The second season mm-hmm. yeah, is currently airing, correct? Yes, but we just started with the first season. This stars Joshua Jackson. And he... Yes! Uh, yes, girl! Okay. And he is... Uh, he plays Dr. Christopher Dunch, who is a real doctor, who was a neurosurgeon, who did extreme damage to many, 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 like to the tune of like 30 plus patients. Wow. In his practice in Texas, uh, bouncing around from hospital to hospital. And then uh, in the in the TV series, Christian Slater and Alec Baldwin are two doctors that had worked uh, in proximity to him who go on like they go, they make it their mission to get him dis what is they don't get disbarred what do they what is it um get his privileges taken away like yeah, report him um, to the board of medicine and have him stripped yeah. of his no more license medical license, license. Yeah. yeah so that it, it is based on a true story but then but then but then you watch that you watch the doctor death show doctor death the fictional recounting of it and then you hop over to the do- to the docu series, which is also on Peacock, about the real. And then you get to see the real people that they're talking about, and the way that they lay it out is very different than how the how the fictional show is laid out. So you see it in a timeline in a different way. It is. Wow. It will make you angry. It will make feelings happen. And then there's also a podcast. So my point is this. You can wow. become your own true crime expert just by watching TV. 
So you do, and yeah, major deep dives of, right? oh, and there's more. Yeah, but I highly recommend actually both of those shows. If you don't want to dabble further, I get it. That's cool. Yeah. But, uh, so but Murder in Boston. Murder in Boston is a docu-series on HBO. It's like three episodes. Okay. And then Dr. Death, which has two seasons, I would start, I haven't, we haven't gotten to the second season yet, but the first season tells the true story or a, a dramatized version of the true story of Dr. Christopher Dunch. Nice. Well, and it's so fun. Good. It's fun too when you have that in common with your spouse or your children. We just love you murder. Just, yeah. You can just deep dive. <laughs> Family bonding. <laughs> That's what we do. It's, yeah, it's real. Yeah. Your kids watching? No. No. Okay. No. Yeah. Because I can imagine that could be like nightmare. Yeah. I just feel like that creates anxiety that I don't need to parent right now. No, no. There's mm-hmm. enough. There's enough. Mm hmm. Am I the asshat? We do every Monday and Wednesday. We've got a good one. We'll get into it next and get your opinions as well. And, uh, and yeah, just a whole nother fun hour coming up next. Tell you.